Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio, the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest, I repeat, the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Sam Bushman on the road, but I got a lot of interviews, a lot of clips, a lot of killer stuff going on today. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts it all. We talked to our guest, Jason Preston and his wife, Alexia. And uh, Jason Preston is a candidate for the Utah 3rd District. <clears throat> and uh, we sure hope he wins. PrestonforCongress.com to learn more about his candidacy. We talked about from Facebook to Meta, a new name with the same old problems. CNET even highlights that reality check. So you can expect nothing more from Facebook except for them to try to get out of Dodge legally and then to try to come back and abuse us even more, even harder. Look out, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, talked about this incredible uh, article called Pastor, Do Champions of Socialism Realize That Karl Marx Actually Held a Deep Belief in God? The Epic Times with the article, and it really is pretty interesting. Uh, Karl Marx, the father of scientific socialism, once wrote that he knew that he was born to God, but he wrote that he was chosen for hell. Don't know what that means, just know that he knows and believes in God. He did when he was on the earth, and he understands it, but he swore his life as an enemy of God. Author and radio host, Dr. David Jeremiah said, in fact, Karl Marx was a cheerleader for the devil. He explained of his research, which he said has given him a new way of analyzing the social policies and trends to help Americans understand what's going on in the country now. We're embracing Marxism like you wouldn't believe. But it's not a godless view. It's a we know God and we're against God view. In his book, Dr. Jeremiah describes socialism as a deadly virus that is quietly spreading throughout our nation and is far more lethal than COVID-19. But he warned that most Americans are unaware of the threat that it poses to our way of life. Amen to that reality check. One of his, that's Marx's key phrases, is to wipe God out of heaven and capitalists off the face of the earth. That was his twofold program. There's a lot of university people that are captivated by that idea. Dr. Jeremiah also commented that the church is not free of socialism either. Some people are claiming to be practicing Christians and socialists, but his claim is that's impossible. They're incompatible. 
There is no biblical basis whatsoever for socialism in the Old Testament or the New Testament because socialism is totally at the opposite end of the spectrum of what it means to be a God-fearing person. Anyway, great stuff. That was all in hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we had guest on Olivia Dawn doing a great job sharing her personal experience, the tale of January 6th in Washington, D.C. Uh, the reason we have her on so late in the game, you say, well, Sam, that's been like 11 months ago, dude. Don't you get it? Yeah, I get it. I also get that she really highlights a very important first-hand eyewitness testimony. Uh, Olivia Dawn and her mother, Tina Horlocker, were there live on January the 6th, and they talked about how the mood was peaceful, the mood was festive, the mood was uh, jovial, and it felt good. The message was right. When President Trump spoke, et cetera, it was incredible. And, and then after the fact, they went to the Capitol, and everything started to unravel with a few provocateurs. They saw the mood change when those provocateurs came out of nowhere. Okay, so they really had a powerful testimony that most people did not take over. Um, the January 6th event in a hostile or a treasonous or a insurrectionist kind of way. That isn't true at all. And uh, so Olivia Don provides a firsthand eyewitness about those who were intentionally inciting trouble and violence and et cetera. It was the very few who destroyed it for the rest. And uh, the Democrats don't want to hear that. All they want to do is barbecue everybody over it. Did you know that China's plagued? With the history of pandemics, Stephen Mosher, Population Research Institute, pop.org, breaks that down for us. Very, very scary indeed, but you can expect more and more plagues coming out of China. they got a history of it at this point. Why Fauci and people from our end of the spectrum are involved with the communist Chinese on this? Now, that's another real criminal question you got to ask and dig into, but why Fauci is not behind bars? is because the government, the Republicans, and the Democrats, the deep state, don't want him behind bars. That's why. Otherwise, he would be behind bars for his criminal activity regarding the plagues and the pandemics coming out of communist China. All right, we uh, had our guest on as well, Mike Miller, Warriors for Ranchers, doing a phenomenal job. He lives about 40 miles off the Texas border, and he's doing a great job exposing what's going on with the border and doing his best to try to uh, protect families and ranchers warriorsforranchers.com warriors for ranchers is a 501 501c3 organization and their job is to help support ranchers financially speaking when property is damaged etc providing relief to farmers and ranchers all right they have a lot of expenses to uh, protect the border since the government will not ladies and gentlemen mike miller warriorsforranchers.com doing a great job we'll have him back soon ladies and gentlemen because he really highlights a critical point. Understanding the border crisis is key to understanding how and why the enemies of liberty are using the border to turn America into a flat-out communist nation. Anyway, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place just yesterday. It's still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, donate liberally. Every penny you give us will be used to grow our presence in the media. libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. All right, I guess Republican Glenn Youngkin projected winner in governor race for Virginia. So that's very interesting. Glenn Youngkin. Now, I've had email after email after email. Glenn versus this whacked out 
Terry McAuliffe person, uh, extreme Democrat. You know, here's the sad part. you got to support the Republicans to a great degree over the Democrats because one is just flat out in your face crazy like a Joe Biden and a Casio-Cortez, <laughs> a Maxine Waters, a Nancy Pelosi, a Hillary Clinton. I mean, you can name them all. <laughs> Chuck Grassley. These people, okay, they're crazy. They're over-the-top, flat-out Bernie Sanders. They're perverted. They're socialist. They're just extreme. And so what we find ourselves doing is saying, well, let's go to the common-sense normal person like a Donald Trump. Um, <clears throat> well, like this new guy, um, Glenn Youngkin, uh, you know, let's let's go for some of these conservative candidates. And comparatively, I guess, they're not crazy. You look at the administration under Joe Biden, it's in-your-face socialism, in-your-face tyrannical. Donald Trump wasn't like that at all. Okay, so we see a massive contrast between the Republicans and the Democrats on one hand. That's kind of the public image one hand that I speak of. Um, Policy-wise, it's true, too. There's a big difference. But understand something very critical that I want you to really understand. There are very few candidates that would really change the direction of the republic. Okay, the Democrats go hard in the paint, if you will, for socialism and communism and just flat out against everything we hold dear. The Republicans, on the other hand, they don't go hard in the paint for it. It's not in your face. It's more of a, well, they're not really going to write the country. But they're just not going to be so hardcore about their delivery. You say, what are you talking about, Sam? Well, no real change is made under the Republicans. Every time they gain power, they tell you they're going to make massive change, and they make very little change. Okay, so I'll give you some examples to kind of illustrate this point. You know, <laughs> Don't Ask, Don't Tell was a big promotion of the Democrats to put gays in the military. And the Republicans rioted about it, just had a cow about it. But then 20 years later, when the Democrats get more radical and want more crazy in-your-face gay and lesbianism, then the Republicans are like, oh, no, we gotta, we got to back up and support Don't Ask, Don't Tell. That's where it is. Can't just get crazy and in-your-face promote gay and lesbian and bisexual transgenderism. we gotta, we got to support the Don't Ask, Don't Tell idea. That's way better. Well, they've been led down a primrose path of deception, ladies and gentlemen. All they are is the Johnny-come-lately of the Republicans' yesteryear radicalism. See what I'm talking about? We don't have any real Republicans or real constitutionalists that would write the republic. So Donald Trump is a good guy. He did a lot of good in office, but yet at the same time, he didn't change much. Oh, he got us out of the climate change accord, but then, hey, Joe Biden just put us right back in. He stood for pro-life better than any other president. That's great, but we still have the murder of babies wholesale in America today. Funded by our tax dollars, funding Planned Parenthood and pro-death everywhere, right? So I'm not downing individuals, a Donald Trump or this person or that person. But I want to make, give you a warning about this new quote. Hey, it's incredible. In Virginia, we got a new governor that's a good guy, Glenn Youngkin. Let's talk about it. Can he really make a difference? You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. 
Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Hard to talk to your fingers. Sorry for my audio. I'm on the road. Thanks for being alongside for the ride and hard-hitting talk does march on. So we're talking about Republicans and how, you know what, they're not as whacked out and crazy and in-your-face and belligerent and, uh, as the uh, the Democrats are. But the Republicans aren't really ready to turn the country around either. And I gave you several examples to make the point. Over and over and over, we have the Republicans caving to the Democrat ideology to some degree or another. Just take health care for a great example. Hey, they were going to get rid of that over and over and over. Man, it was Obamacare. It was out of control. But, hey, man, Mitt Romney, one of the chief Democrats, sad to say, one of the senators in my state, uh, literally, it's, it's as much Romney care as Obamacare. The first state to really back government health care was Massachusetts, led by Governor Mitt Romney. Uh, so, see, that's kind of what I mean. The Republicans talked about abolishing it. When they had the House, control of the House, they voted over and over and over and over to abolish it. But then when they really got in power, nah. See what I mean? They're just too socialist as well. They're not in your face about it, but – so the real point is they don't change the nature. They don't change the direction of the country really at all. They just don't go as hard in the paint in your face to take away your rights. That's all. Right? So that's kind of the problem with the Republicans. The reason I bring all this up at this juncture at this time is because we're being told that, hey, you know what? You got to have the Republicans in 2022, man, got to take back the House. Or in 2024, got to have Donald Trump be president. Or, hey, this is really incredible, man. You know what? Uh, projected winner in uh, Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Man, it's going to really make a difference there, and I pray that it does, and I think to some degree that it will. But nobody's ready to change the tenor, the direction of the country at all. Real candidates that would jettison the problems in America, they're not going to be elected, folks. 
And if they are, they're going to be, um, you know, up against every effort to destroy everything they've ever tried to do. Right. So the Democrats, for example, were for border walls and border fences. I can click play clips from Hillary Clinton and a lot of the Democrats. Hey, they were all for a border wall. They're all against illegal immigration, et cetera, et cetera, over the years. But now they're blatantly for illegal immigration. They're blatantly, you know, they're they're saying, hey, if you steal a car and you're an illegal immigrant, problem is you just borrowed an undocumented vehicle. That's all you did. You didn't have a contract to borrow it. Okay. They're just going off the rails crazy. But the Republicans aren't doing much about it. What are the Republicans doing on the border? Remember, it was Donald that was wanted to build a wall on the border, and I'm not for building a wall necessarily either. But I'm just making a point that the Republicans just babbled and talked, and they didn't do much about health care. When they got the chance to reverse it, they didn't. Border, they didn't do much about it. They talked and babbled. And, but look, you got Republican governors across the country. They're not doing a whole lot about the border. So I hope that Glenn Youngkin really does a lot of good, but I don't really see it. I see him in a sea of, of feckless Republicans that talk big when it's time to try to get elected. And, well, they literally jettison all their, quote, governing values when it's time to govern from Trump on down. You know, Trump was going to get to the bottom of the Barack Obama birth certificate. Man, we got to have the truth on that sucker. And then he became president, had the authority to do something, and nothing happened. Nothing. Why? So I appreciate the uh, platitudes of Republicans, but I don't really see it in the 2022 election, 2024 election. I don't really see anybody that would really change the nature of the country. If we really want to change the nature of the country, why don't we represent uh, like have a Ron Paul or some of these kind of leaders really um, become elected? Because Americans aren't there yet. As long as they've got their creature comforts, as long as you've got bread and circus, they're going to continue down that same road, aren't they? Yes, indeed they are, because the deep state is so pervasive, it's so overwhelming, it's so in your face that the Republicans, most of them, just simply cannot resist. Okay, let's just take the January 6th event. Hey, where are the Republicans to defend the patriots that stood up and said, Look, listen, we've got to have accountability on elections here, and we need Congress really to look into this? The answer is the Republicans abandoned the patriots in two seconds over a false flag operation, and even when the Republicans – got called out by the Democrats. The Democrats said, hey, some Republican congressmen and senators literally helped the insurrection happen. So they were even in being accused, but they still just jettisoned it. Okay, We should have basically stood tall and said, no, this was a planned provocateur event by the few, betraying the many. We're not going to tolerate that. Let's get to the bottom of the truth. But we don't have any real investigation into the January 6th. I don't hear Republicans howling about that very much. I just hear them saying, well, I didn't really do it. Don't blame me. But I don't hear anybody defending the patriots, the majority of the people that were there that were peaceful. I don't hear any of the Republicans really speaking out, saying, hey, we've got to get the 14,000 hours or whatever it is uh, of recordings and really have somebody dig through those and find out what the heck really went down. Was the FBI involved? Were they complacent in this? Uh, did the FBI have provocateurs and, and seated elements? within the, quote, insurrectionist groups, and did they push for the insurrection? Did they act as leaders and provocateurs? And so? That's what happened to the Malheur Wildlife Refuge folks. With Ammon Bundy and crew, hey, infiltrated, and then when it all came down, Ammon Bundy guilty and nothing, but yet we still can't find out who the provocateurs were 
although we know they existed. The government admitted they existed, but we couldn't get their names in the court cases. So anyway, I digress, but I, I'm just telling you I don't have a whole lot of confidence in 2022, 2024 with the Republicans at all. From Donald Trump on down, you give Donald Trump another term as president, what will he do? Just reverse Biden's climate change thing and say we're out of the agreement again? What is he going to do? Go and come to Utah and say I'm going to decrease the Malheur – or not the Malheur um, – the Escalante Monument. I'm going to decrease that, and then all of a sudden Biden, the next bureaucrat, Democrat, rolls in and says, hey, I'm going to increase it again. We're going to talk about pro-life but never really change any policies, right? I do appreciate Texas and their effort for pro-life, and I commend them for it. But at the same time, there's some problems with that legislation. What are the problems? Well, ratting on your neighbor for starters. Uh, I'm not for abortions, but I'm also not for uh, people calling in their neighbors or whoever else to their governments necessarily. All right, but you know what? It's getting bad, and people are starting to see more of the truth. Actress Hillary Swank, for example, flees California for Colorado. See, she wants to leave this liberal, whacked-out, extreme state of California, and she wants to go to Colorado. That's great. Colorado's a little bit more conservative of a state. <laughs> but again, Colorado's on the same trajectory as California is. You get a bunch of whacked-out liberals moving from California to Colorado, and they'll destroy Colorado too. You see, some of the rich people, actors, actresses, famous people, whatever, and they all want to flee the carnage they've created. And then they just want to create carnage somewhere else with their same policies. They don't connect the dots and get it. That there is uh, such a thing as cause and effect, right? They don't get that. Why? Can't tell you. They just don't. It's shocking. All right, anyway, that's interesting. Actress Hillary Swank flees California for Colorado. Very interesting indeed. All right, um, Alan Jackson uh, is in the news, and this is a story that's a couple of months old, but I wanted to mention it. It's a sad tale for Mr. Alan Jackson, and one of my, in my opinion, he's one of the greatest country artists to ever live. And the guy's just got a, just a beautiful voice, uh, been in country music for quite a long time, uh, prolific in the number of songs that he's been involved in and everything else. Just wow. Anyway, it turns out that Alan Jackson says, quote, here's why I stumble on stage. Country music star reveals that he now has a generative nerve degenerative nerve disease late um anyway this is kind of interesting in my opinion alan jackson is known for a decade that he has a degenerative nerve disease i know i'm stumbling around on stage and i'm having trouble balancing even in front of the microphone i feel uncomfortable and i want people to know that's exactly uh, what's going on with me I i've got a problem and i want you to understand it uh, he's had it for a decade until it started to show up he didn't really want to share it it was kind of a private piece of information but now he wants to share with everybody why so that they understand. He made the revelation about, and I'm going to try to get this disease right, Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease, which is hereditary. He got it from his daddy, he says. And um, comparing the disorder to muscular dystrophy or Parkinson's or something like that, it's not going to kill me, Jackson said, but it's going to slowly – but surely disable me eventually. The progressive disease damages the nerves that supply the feet, legs, hands, and arms. And uh, so anyway, it's kind of a sad tale. And I, I bring this up because I really, I really admire Alan Jackson. And I really admire that he wants to continue to play on stage. He says, listen, even with this disease, I want to be like 
other stars in the past who just play whatever and however they want. They just do the very best they can. His wife, Denise, says he's going to continue making music and leave songs of legacy for families and for the future. And, you know, I think he does a great job. And I, I'm sad that he has to stumble around on stage and everything else, but I hope that a, that a, that a kind audience can, can let him maybe just sit down and or do whatever he needs to do to, uh, to continue to perform. It won't be as awesome of a concert, but maybe it'll be uh, more memory-making, if you will. Our prayers are with Alan Jackson. I know that story came out a couple of months ago, but I wanted to highlight it. On your radio, quick pause. I am Sam Bushman. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The people have spoken in Virginia. Republican Glenn Youngkin defeated Democrat Terry McCullough in the Virginia governor's race. We will change the trajectory of this commonwealth. And... Friends, we are going to start that transformation on day one. Governor-elect Youngkin is a businessman with degrees from Rice and Harvard Universities. He will assume the position January 15, 2022. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky greenlit the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. That is the final step in the approval process that makes coronavirus vaccines available to younger children as soon as Friday. In baseball, the Atlanta Braves beat the Houston Astros 7 to nothing to win the World Series in Houston, Texas on Tuesday night. USA Radio News. Hear that? That's the sound of a man guarding his home around the clock. Because he has 24-7 professional monitoring from Simply Safe Home Security. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe keeps watch night and day. If there's trouble, Simply Safe alerts them and will dispatch emergency help when needed. Get free shipping with the order of a new system at simplysafe.com today. There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID, with guidelines and regulations changing by the week. One thing is certain, you need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. The gubernatorial race in New Jersey remained too close to call. Both candidates held off declaring victory, saying they'll wait until every vote is counted. Minneapolis, Minnesota voters on Tuesday rejected a ballot measure to overhaul the city's police department. The measure called for replacing MPD with a new Department of Public Safety. It was rejected by voters with 56% against the measure. How much is the turkey going to be this year at Thanksgiving? There are concerns the current supply chain backlog is having an impact on prices for goods, particularly food for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. Butterball president and CEO Jay Jandrain, speaking on Fox Business, says companies like his have no control over the prices set for turkeys. Uh, it is reasonable to expect that there will be some uh, some increase in costs this year. You're still looking at a pretty tremendous value, though, when you're looking at uh, your, your whole bird uh, purchased for Thanksgiving. So it's still a, a very uh, economical protein for you to buy. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues on your radio now. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much news that's just shocking. Uh, but, and there's so many stories that I never get to that I'm trying to highlight right now. So our prayers are with Alan Jackson. Late-night host Jimmy Kimmel wishes death on the unvaccinated, and he stands against ivermectin. Now, this is a... Um, a story that came out quite some time. I think it was like, um, was it Memorial Day or whatever it came out? When is that? August, September, um, early September. So, you know, it's 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 almost, I guess it's two months old of a story. But I want to play a little clip from it because this is just how hostile these liberals really are to the rest of us. And if I were to say the things that liberals get away with saying, they would literally have my head. The FBI would be at my door, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what they say is criminal and abusive and hostile and hate-filled. And I think we need to have a clarion call for civility. I'd like to have Jimmy Kimmel come on the radio with me and talk about it. Why are you so being so uh, abusive and in, 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 the, in the face of conservatives and, and people who don't want to take the vaccines and everything else? But he doubles down. Late night host Jimmy Kimmel literally wishes death on the unvaccinated, and he just mocks ivermectin until the cows come home. But when did anybody ever ask Jimmy Kimball, what about Congress taking ivermectin? One to 200 members of Congress, their staffs, and their families taking ivermectin. But yet they tell us it's nothing but horse dewormer, horse poop. Don't take it. Come on. You're not a horse. You're not a cow kind of stuff. Here's Jimmy Kimmel. Labor Day. It was not a fun Labor Day weekend COVID-wise. The number of new cases is up more than 300% from a year ago. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices. Sorry, I said Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen. It's Labor Day. I can't remember which is which ever. Memorial Day, Labor Day. Memorial Day is the start of the summer kind of stuff. Labor Day is the end of the summer. Anyway, so it was a Labor Day. So it was a couple of months ago. But again, we're going to play this from the start. But I, I want to just highlight... This is where he highlights these cases. Now the cases are going down, down, down everywhere. But you don't hear these liberals mentioning that reality check either. But anyway, here he is. I just wanted to clarify that. Thanks. I hope you had a relaxing Labor Day. It was not a fun Labor Day weekend COVID-wise. The number of new cases is up more than 300% from a year ago. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... That's... I mean, we... Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what he just said? Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what he just said? (laughs) He just said, hey, if you're vaccinated, come on in. We'll take right good care of you. If you're not vaccinated... Sorry, Weezy, rest in peace. You're dead. We don't care. It's one thing for a whacked out extreme liberal to say these kind of things, but the crowd claps and laughs and likes it. Do they think this is a joke, ladies and gentlemen? Imagine if I were to advocate <clears throat> for liberals. Hey, you're conservative. Come on in. We'll take care of you. Liberal, rest in peace, you sorry sap. 
Is that acceptable? I don't think so. What if I were to say that about blacks? What if I were to say that about whites? What if I were to say that about conservatives? See, we've allowed this vaccination status to literally divide America. The unvaccinated are flat out being persecuted. It gets worse. Here he goes. We've still got a lot of pandemics out there. People are still taking this ivermectin. This poison, you know, the poison control centers have seen as this spike in calls from people taking this livestock medicine to fight the coronavirus, but they won't take the vaccine, which is crazy. It's like if you're a vegan and you're just like, no, I don't want a hamburger. Give me that can of Alpo instead. <laughs> One of the reasons these sea biscuits. All right, this guy is nuts on parade. He's crazy. The vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen, are not safe, not proven, and not effective. They're under emergency status, if you don't realize. They've even literally now proved it for children. But yet it's still not an approved vaccine. Oh, yes, it is, Sam. They approved it weeks ago, months ago. Don't you know that? No, you're lying to me now. Stop it. The approval process is for a vaccine that none of us can get yet. There are not stockpiles or stores of the vaccine that's been approved. Oh, no, Sam, they just changed the names. Don't lie to me. I'm not Judge Judy, okay? The fact is, it is not available. They are different. There's different patent numbers. There's different details. It's not identical, and to pretend it is is an absolute dishonest lie. Now take this situation with ivermectin. He acts like it's not proven, it's not safe and effective, and that people all across the country, oh my gosh, they're calling poison control because people are just getting sick from horse poop goop. Excuse me, horse poop goop. It isn't true. In fact, when that claim was made to some hospitals, the hospitals came out and flat out said it isn't true. That's not happening to us. Okay, ivermectin has been safe and effective for years, ladies and gentlemen. It has been considered a wonder drug. The creators of it literally have been given like Peace Prize stuff for their uh, discovery of this. So, Jimmy, you're just lying. And you're comparing something that's not comparable. A time-tested medication that's been on the market for decades that has literally been uh, written up in the CDC, the WHO, everywhere, as a wonder drug. And then they would say, well, Sam, that's for deworming. That's not for COVID. It's an off-use medication. I know, but doctors do that all the time. What would you rather have, a proven, safe, and effective off-use medication? or a <clears throat> emergency use scientific experiment. Which would you rather have? See, that's the, kind of the debate, but he, but he mocks everybody. He's wishing death on them, and he's mocking them, but he's not even using true evidence to do so. He continues. Sir, opting for ivermectin is because they don't trust big pharma, which is fine, I guess, except for the fact that ivermectin is made by Merck, which is the fourth largest pharmaceutical company in the world. And even Merck is telling people to cut it out. They released a statement saying, ivermectin has no scientific basis for potential therapeutic effect against COVID. There's no meaningful evidence for clinical activity or clinical efficacy in patients with COVID-19 disease. And there's a concerning lack of safety data in the majority of studies. Listen, if a pharmaceutical company says, please don't take the drug we're selling, you should probably listen to them. Or... <laughs> Or you could just go with a tick. 
now he lies again. So he says we just don't trust Big Pharma. Well, many of us don't trust Big Pharma. It's obvious why. Uh, but Big Pharma makes two drugs, ladies and gentlemen. They make the what? Merck makes ivermectin. Fine. Uh, you can get it for I don't know thirty dollars for a prescription. They also make the vaccines. Yeah. They also make other medications they're trying to get approved that cost a lot more money than ivermectin. So yes, the big pharma groups make both those medications, but the frontline doctors have proven time and time again with all kinds of studies that are being ignored. In fact, they've even testified before Congress on this fact, but the ivermectin has been safe and effective, has been truly a miracle drug, as Dr. Pierre Corey put it, as he testified before Congress, representing thousands of frontline doctors, not just one, not two, thousands. All right, but which is the pharmaceutical companies going to press? A drug that they can hardly make any money on? Or their vaccinations continuing their experiments on a population that may or may not be willing that's forced into the experimentation at literally hundreds of times the cost? Which is the big pharma company going to do, Jimmy Kimmel, huh? So don't mock us and pretend like there's no validity to our side of the arguments. I can have respect for your views, but not when you wish death on us. Then I've got to draw the line and say, stop it already. Stop it. Some people might be taking out of desperation, life and death desperation, ivermectin, which you mock as horse goop, okay? But they're doing it to save their own lives because the medical industry is not coming to the knowledge of the truth. But then you mock us in our face and wish death on us and mock us relentlessly. How dare you? How dare you do that? If I were to do that, as I started out this segment, what would they be doing to me if I were to wish death on others? I don't wish death on anybody. I'm pro-life, and even the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world, I don't wish any harm to come to him whatsoever. All right, he continues here. It gets worse. Talk posted by a disgraced veterinarian instead. <laughs> Meanwhile, these poor horses are like, hey, I have worms. I need that stuff. There are worms in my butt. Do you understand? That's the kind of mocking I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we understand clearly that the medical profession has turned against the people. We understand that there's a world, worldwide effort to force these experimental vaccines on all of us. Many of us don't want to take them. Can we have a little bit of respect for that view? After all, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave, right? Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, 
But I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still-industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm disappointed that late-night host Jimmy Kimmel literally wishing death on the unvaxxed, ladies and gentlemen, mocking those who out of desperation of life and death are considering ivermectin. Um, if, it's the insur- if it's the abortion people and women can't get, quote, legal safe abortions, then they go out and use a hanger or whatever they use, uh, and then they uh, have a problem. Then they're like, hey, these poor women are just out of desperation using something. They don't mock them. Same with the ivermectin. The ivermectin people, ladies and gentlemen, are just doing their very best out of desperation to stay alive. By the way, there's a prominent immunologist. I don't know how to say his name. It's Dr. Human Murchisham. Nurchisham. Anyway, Nurchisham. Anyway, he now regrets voting for Joe Biden. He blasts, quote, unscientific unethical, and illegal vaccine mandates. Art Moore with the story, WND.com. This story came out a little bit ago as well. But now you've got these, again, so this doctor uh, was a great doctor, just above reproach, just incredible accolades everywhere. But now he's standing against Joe Biden and against the forced vaccines, and now he has zero credibility. That's what they're doing to people, ladies and gentlemen. They're destroying careers and lives all over the country. We stand up and they mock us as conspiracy theorists, eating horse poop, and, you know, it goes on and on. And they say, well, Sam, they called it a dewormer. They didn't say it was horse poop. I know, but when you say gobbling horse poop and, hey, I got worms in my butt and pretending you're a horse and saying, hey, I need this stuff. Quit, quit gobbling it all up. And so, what are you talking about? That's what we're talking about is that it's out of control and unacceptable. It literally – amounts to persecution of those who won't take the vaccines, those who are against masks, and those who believe alternative healthcare methods should be uh, an option people can choose. That's the real story. Shame on Jimmy Kimmel. And again, I know civility is the issue. That's why I'm trying to be as polite as I can. I don't wish any harm on on, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I just wish he would stop that unfair representation of who we are and what we stand for. I know it's funny. I know he gets jokes. I know he makes millions of dollars in this quest. But I would uh, plead for a little bit of civility here, a little bit of kindness and respect. We're about to have a vigil for those who have lost their lives and or who have been permanently harmed from vaccinations. It's coming up tomorrow. 
evening. That's Thursday evening, 5 to 7 p.m., uh, and it's a vigil. It'll be at South Temple and State Street in Salt Lake City. And uh, anyway, we really encourage people to attend that. And uh, we also encourage if you are not in the area, hold a vigil with your family, with your loved ones in your area as well. We want vigils across the country. For those who have really suffered and died from vaccine use. All right, Ron Paul has a weekly update that I want to play for you. Question, will Joe Biden start nuclear war? with China over Taiwan. Here's Ron Paul. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Weekly Report. Will Biden start nuclear war with China over Taiwan? President Biden's town hall meeting this past week was a disaster. From his bizarre poses to the incoherent answers, it seemed to confirm America's worst fears about a president we are told was elected by the most voters ever. Though he didn't bother campaigning, we are to believe he somehow motivated the most voters in history to pull the lever in his favor. Or mail in a ballot in his favor. Or something. After the town hall, the Wall Street Journal was early among mainstream media publications to observe that the emperor has no clothes. In an editorial titled, The Confusing Mr. Biden, the paper wrote, even with a friendly audience and softball questions, Mr. Biden's performance revealed why so many Americans are losing confidence in his presidency. The journal focused on one of the most shocking and disturbing revelations from the carefully crafted event, asked by CNN's Anderson Cooper if the United States would come to the defense of Taiwan should it come under attack by the Chinese mainland. He replied, yes, we have a commitment to do that. Anderson threw him another softball in hopes he might correct this dangerous misstatement. But Biden was not nimble enough to see this gaff. He doubled down. It was left to the chemical alley of this administration, White House spokesperson Jen Psaki, to clarify that when the president signaled a major shift in U.S. policy, a shift that would lead to nuclear war with China, he was just kidding or something. Said Psaki the next day, well... There has been no shift. The president was not announcing any change in our policy, nor has he made a decision to change our policy. There is no change in our policy. In other words, pay no attention to the man who pretends to be the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the United States. But this is not George W. Bush who was elected in 2000 with zero experience in foreign policy. This is not Trump, who campaigned on a policy of peace while hiring John Bolton to carry out that policy. No, Biden has twice been chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Foreign policy has always been considered his one area of competence. Surely, the Biden of even the Obama administration would have understood the potentially catastrophic implications of his statement. 
Strategic ambiguity has been U.S. policy toward Taiwan and China for decades. But the new Biden-China policy could be renamed strategic incoherence. The policy of strategic ambiguity is foolish enough. Who cares who rules Taiwan? But advancing the idea that the United States is willing to launch a nuclear war with China over who governs Taiwan is a whole lot other level of American last foolishness. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, was heralded as a hero for betraying his commander-in-chief, Trump, by seeking to restrict Trump's access to the U.S. nuclear arsenal. Milley claimed that Trump was so unsound of mind that he could not be trusted with the nuclear football. Yet, when actual unsoundness is there for everyone else to see, Milley and the other woke generals are silent as the grave. These are dangerous times in which we live. Thanks for listening. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Paul doing a phenomenal job highlighting the contrast. This is kind of why I say Republicans are flat-out feckless. The deep state just seems to take over, and the Republicans are either too ignorant uh, to stand against it, too fearful to stand against it, and or part of it. I'm sure it's all the above, depending on who we're talking about here. But when Ron Paul's weekly update highlights this, hey, will Biden start a nuclear war with China over Taiwan? Hey, it is a change in policy, at least according to what Biden said. Now, don't get me wrong. Some would say, Sam, you got to defend Taiwan. Come on. Don't you want to defend their freedom? You know what? I want to avoid foreign entanglements, ladies and gentlemen. I want to have a humble foreign policy. Do I care about the Taiwanese? Of course I do. But I also don't think we have rights to breach sovereignty. I don't think we should be funding <clears throat> either sides of no-win wars, immoral no-win wars, with our military might, or with our dollars. We have no authority to take money from taxpayers uh, to fund Taiwan or to promote Taiwan or to arm Taiwan or anything else. And you'd say, Sam, if you have that stance, by golly, you're going to have tyranny. You're going to have the, the negative governments around the world just take over and they're eventually going to come to your doors, Sam. <clears throat> and my response is I don't agree with that at all. A humble foreign policy is the best way to have less war, not more. Arming nations, the good guys, the bad guys, whoever else, becomes a very slippery slope. <clears throat> we provide more arms to more nations in the history of the world than anybody else. How well has that gone for us, ladies and gentlemen? Do we have less war? Yes, Sam, we haven't had war over here for quite some time. You know what? That's right. But we've had war all around the world. We're in over 130-plus nations, militarily speaking. It's got to stop. We've become a warlike people. We love war. We promote warriors. Now, I get, I get when somebody serves their country that we ought to have a thanks in our hearts for them. But we shouldn't treat them as rock stars at every single event on the planet either. Many of them don't feel like rock stars when they go believing in a certain cause. Then they get there and find out that it's not as they were told they've been betrayed and lied to. They come home going... Don't call me a hero. I shouldn't have been there in the first place. What I did was wrong. And then we applaud them as if, and they get a very uncomfortable with this. Many in the military will tell you this. The point being, how do we then uh, applaud this one guy as a hero for undermining Donald Trump as president? But yet now, we can't speak up about 
Joe Biden and what he might do? Might he start a war with China over Taiwan? I pray not. I pray we avoid foreign entanglements. I think we ought to lead with love and lead with example and say, you know what, China? You don't want to take over Taiwan. You don't want to be a military bully. You don't want to – and we can lead by kindness and example and say, listen, we want to trade with those who are honorable. We'll give you access to the greatest economic engine in the world if you fly right. That's the message we should be promoting. Let's lead with peace. Let's lead with the Constitution. Let's lead with respecting the other nations' sovereignty. Let's not lead with provoking someone into war. Why would we be talking about Taiwan and saying, hey, we'll defend Taiwan against China in the first place? I don't want Taiwan to fall under the rule of China at all. But I also know there's only so much control internationally we have over that. And if we get ourselves into a foreign entanglement, a war with China, it won't go well for us. Financially speaking, we are right now subservient to the communist Chinese like you would not believe. Okay, We don't make any products in America anymore. We depend on the communist Chinese for literally everything. Starting a war with them would be absolutely political suicide. Getting into war would be a moral snafu to say the least. Okay, we've got to avoid war. I get that we must defend ourselves. I'm not saying peace at all costs. Even God gives us the responsibility to defend our wives and our children and our sacred honors. I get that. But let's let war be the last resort. Let's lead with love and example. Let's try diplomatic dipl- diplomacy as our first effort. Let's try our economic engine and using finances and uh, our wherewithal in the world secondarily. There's a lot of options before war. And literally making off-the-cuff statements publicly and then having your, quote, press secretary walk it all back and say there's no change is a disaster on the world stage. I can promise you that. Hour one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two coming up, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always on your radio. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com, our website, LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network's website. Donate liberally, will you please? Every penny will help us grow our presence in the media. You can download the iPhone and the Android phone apps to listen anywhere, anytime, live and on demand, as well as follow our Twitter feed and more at LovingLiberty.net. I am Sam Bushman. I declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, hour two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. On your radio, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Tracy Scadden, ladies and gentlemen, is a registered nurse. She's with um, Health Independence Alliance. 
and they're having a silent vigil for COVID-19 victims, victims of the vaccine, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the vaccine has caused all kinds of adverse reactions and events. It's horrible. Well, anyway, there's a vigil tomorrow night. That's Thursday night, 5 to 7 p.m. in Salt Lake City. Uh, It'll be at the corner of State Street and South Temple, ladies and gentlemen. If you can be there in person, please do. If you can't, though, hold a vigil around the country in your own area, please. Um, You know what? This is a sad day uh, when we have vaccine deaths by the thousands, adverse reactions by the hundreds of thousands, literally heart attacks, miscarriages. I mean, the carnage from the vaccinations goes on and on. Here's Tracy Scadden with more details. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live. We can act conference, we can act.net. You've missed the most incredible event, ladies and gentlemen, since COVID began and beyond. It's incredible. Speakers, vendors, Americans standing together for the sacred cause of liberty. And it gives you hope for the country. I'll tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, we can act.net. If you go there, you can uh, sign up. And uh, use the keyword Liberty, capital letters, Liberty. You'll get a discount. uh, And then you can have the archives of the speakers. You can't get the incredible experience of rubbing shoulders with some of the greatest patriots on the planet. That you got to be here in person for. But we can make sure the speeches are available for you. We can act.net where you get that done. Sorry for my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I've been doing literally about 12 hours of radio in two days. So it's a little bit out of control. Nevertheless, it's worth it because of the caliber of the people that I'm spending time with. It's just amazing. Uh, Tracy, uh, what is it, Sadden? Scadden. Scadden is how you say it, S-C. Yes. Tracy Scadden with me, and she wants to put together a silent vigil for COVID vaccine victims. Now, that's incredible, and I believe there are vaccine victims to the tune of thousands. If you study the VARS database, ladies and gentlemen, you literally got, um, what, 700,000, almost a million adverse reactions to the vaccines. You've literally got... Uh, 30,000 plus deaths attributed so far. So ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a vigil not only for the deaths, but for the adverse reactions, sometimes even worse than death because you have to live lifelong with pain, lifelong with disabilities. It is a tragedy of epic proportions, ladies and gentlemen. Tracy, welcome to the broadcast. Have I done it justice? You have. All right, catch me up. What got you on the idea? When's it happening? Who's involved? Where's it gonna be? Give me the deets. Well, it's a silent vigil for COVID vax victims, and it will be held on November 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. on the corner of State Street and South Temple. Um, our dress That's co- downtown Salt Lake City, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. And our dress code is black for mourning, and we'd like you to come and hold a sign if you've had a loved one that has um, died from the vaccine or if you've had a loved one that has been injured. Because the adverse reactions, the injuries are serious, folks. They're not just like, I got a toenail that hurts. They're serious. I mean, people are literally um, destroyed for life, aren't they? They are. All right. Tell me how you got onto this idea. Are you doing it alone? Who's doing it with you? Nope. I belong. I'm a registered nurse, and I belong to a group that meets every Wednesday down in Salt Lake, a medical group. And it's called Health Independence Alliance, and they are the ones that are spearheading this. All right, Health Independence Alliance, and are they doctors too? There are doctors that meet, there's nurses, there's occupational therapists, there's chiropractors, you name it, they've been there. And it's called Health Independence Alliance. 
Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just trying to take notes uh, on this at the same time on this. So are there a lot of doctors and nurses uh, for this? Because, you know, a lot of the nurses and doctors are afraid they're going to shut down, lose their jobs, lose their licenses. And uh, how many of them are willing to actually stand up in this group? There's quite a few. And we get more and more each each Wednesday that we meet. Yeah, because they start to realize more and more of the truth, don't they? Exactly. Uh, it's one thing to, to, to say, yeah, we're for vaccines in general. Then when you see the death and the destruction and the carnage in the wake, you change your mind, huh? Exactly. All right. So when you guys meet, what do you meet about? Well, we just talk about the mandates. We talk about um, our medical freedom. And we are they're actually trying to put a clinic together and a school for those that are homeschooling. And the school will do what? Well, it's it's a it's a homeschool, and it's for um, kids that you know don't want to wear the mask. That once they okay, so it's an education of how exactly. to respond and how to deal in society when they try to force this on you. Exactly. So you're talking about uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but vaccine autonomy, mask autonomy, in the sense that hey, you know what? I own my it's my body, my choice. The slogan they always used to use when it came to murdering babies. The slogan we want to use now, right? Correct. Yep. All right. Are most willing to speak out like you, or are you one of the very few that are this vocal? I'm pretty vocal. I've been at the same hospital for 34 years, so I'm I'm pretty vocal. I don't let too many things slip past me without speaking up. And uh, do you still have your job then? I do. And they're not going to kick you out? Not yet. They haven't mandated it yet. Uh, are they? Is it a matter of time? Are they going to? Because I've got a lot of doctors and nurses and friends that are saying, hey, man, they're going to flat out let me go or I'm going to have to leave or, you know, what are the options? And are, are you facing that directly or not yet? Not yet. And I just had a skills day last week and they were doing the booster, but they didn't say anything to me yet. And you've let them know clearly I'm not doing it. Right. What if it costs your job? Well, I've been there 34 years, so I can step down. And you will, if you need to. Well, I'll let them fire me. Yeah, of course, because you don't want to give them any excuse. Right. I understand. And you just want to stay strong in your commitment and be silent and serve and, and uh, deliberate in your actions, right? Correct. But I'm not silent. You're not. So <laughs> no, I'm pretty vocal. And what if they uh, discuss these things in front of you? Do you uh, just quietly let them talk or do you interject? Oh, I interject. In fact, just uh, about three weeks ago, I got into an argument with one of our supervisors and I was quoting Dr. Peter McCullough, who has spoke here today. Yes. And I had spent like three days with him. And I was telling this uh, supervisor, I said, you go down and ask those ER doctors if they had a COVID-positive patient, and, but not sick enough to be in the hospital, would they treat them? Would they give them a treatment plan? And he went down and asked them. And I was referring to hydroxy or ivermectin. And he came back and said, two ER doctors down there said, no. And I said, that is wrong when there are treatments out there. And they've sent this person home with literally a death sentence if they've been watching the CNN news. And my question to these doctors who said no, they're ER, right? Exactly. Okay. And my question to them would be this. Do you realize that between one to 200 members of Congress, their families and their staffs have been all taking ivermectin, knowing full well of the truth? Exactly. I would. I, I hope it opened up the supervisor's eyes, because I knew what they were going to say. I knew that they would say no. And my next question would be, why not? 
why not, even if it may not in your minds have efficacy in terms of uh, true studies and, and legitimacy and approved for such applications, when we know the vaccines don't have true authorization because the vaccines they're giving people are not the, quote, approved one. Exactly. We know that. We furthermore know, though, that there's adverse reactions. Are they willing to um, document the adverse reactions in the VARS database? And well, are they willing to then, uh, if somebody goes home and dies, are they willing to be responsible for that death when they know the, uh, uh, a real agenda is first do no harm? Exactly. And that's exactly what I said to my supervisor. I said, there are treatments out there, and they've literally sent people home with a death sentence because that's all they hear on the news. And I said, shame on them. And I said, I would never, never send anybody to the ER with that kind of attitude. And I said to him, I said, when this isn't about right or left anymore. This is about good and evil. And this is evil. Well, and it's, it's, when it's first do no harm, that's the whole creed. My response is, look, if you know they're going to go home and suffer, why don't you at least give them oxygen opportunities through a prescription? Why don't you at least give them ivermectin and or like-minded uh, options? Uh, and why don't you give them every opportunity to live? What, why not do that? What harm can you uh, administer by doing that? Exactly. And you got to weigh that against the life that you can save. It, it's just, it's, it's a crime. Now, why do you think these doctors and nurses are so in lockstep for this? Do you think they just think that my All job right, tight. Quick pause. So why are these doctors in such, you know, lockstep to promote pro-death? It seems like the medical establishment has been turned against the people. you got to wonder why. Uh, and they're just literally sending people home with a death sentence because people can't get oxygen, desperately needed oxygen is a, quote, controlled substance, compressed oxygen or whatever. Uh, you can't get ivermectin because, of course, hey, it's not authorized, but yet a medical experimental and what I would call a bioweapon vaccination is available all the way down to young children. Even though we haven't proven it safe and effective, we're going to approve it for children. Of course, it's emergency, right? An emergency. But you can't get ivermectin in an emergency. You can't get oxygen in an emergency. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit more from Nurse Tracy doing a great job standing up. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. On your favorite news, the networks refuse to use talk station. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, Nurse Tracy Cadden doing a phenomenal job. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, a vigil for the victims of vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen. This is scary stuff. Nurse Tracy continues. You got to weigh that against the life that you can save. It's just, it's, it's a crime. Now, why do you think these doctors and nurses are so in lockstep for this? Do you think they just think that my job's on the line and I got student loans to pay, even though I've been a medical professional for 20 years? Now, what, what do you think the reasoning behind it? I don't understand how they've got so many people in the medical profession whose creed is first do no harm, whose whole purpose for being there, most of them, are that they really care and they want to help. I believe that. To this day, I believe that. But why do you think almost to a person, with few exceptions, are they doubling down in defense of this evil? Any idea? I have no idea. I just know that it's evil. It sure is. But it shocks me, and I'd like to really talk to them and say, why are you doubling down on this? When you know full well it's hotly debated, when you know full well you see example after example, Congress is one of the best examples, and their families and their staff, that's a lot of people. Uh, when you have uh, Dr. Pierre Corey testifying before Congress, begging them, representing frontline doctors, begging them to give this a consideration and to legitimize it, and the Congress knows full well. But yet to a man, these doctors and, and many of the nurses and medical professionals are simply saying no, no, no. Why are they so pro-death in this? Do you, you, you really don't know? I have no idea. Have you talked to people about it? I, I do, and I, there's a pediatrician that I send all the information to, and I send him all the talking points of Peter McCullough one time, and he, he started saying about, well, he's suppressed or whatever, and, and you know, it's a lie. And I said, mm, you know, he told me that all of his PowerPoint presentation came from the CDC. So if you don't believe the CDC, then who are you going to believe? Big Pharma that owns everything? That owns the media. That well, owns wait the a minute. If, we're, if Dr. McCullough is doubling down in carrying out the CDC reality, in other words, the documents match between McCullough's testimony and the CDC, then my question is this: Are you not willing to follow the science? Exactly. That's what I said to him. That's what I said to this pediatrician, and I have it in text, and I'll keep it till the day I die. Wow. All right. So you're a registered nurse. Correct. And you're really willing to give up your career over this? 
Well, I've been there 34 years, and it's very depressing. So, yep. Tracy Scadden, ladies and gentlemen, registered nurse, will not take the masks, will not do the vaccine, will not stay quiet with Health Independence Alliance in Utah, putting together a silent vigil for COVID vaccine victims, ladies and gentlemen. Give us the time and place of the event one more time. And then can people find this online? Um, I'm not sure if they can find it online. It is going to be November 4th from 5 to 7 p.m. The dress code is black. We will be meeting on the corner of State Street and South Temple. And there is a phone number you can RSVP victim to. It's 385-315-0578. And the reason that I'm asking if it's online is because I want people to have a way to share it. You know, social media really makes a difference for us right now. It does. And I've got um, Eric Mutos from uh, Business I know Revival. Eric well. Uh-huh. Okay. I sent this to him last night. I'm going to send this update because now I have an address. And he said he would... Post it. All right. I also want you to get a hold of me. I can get it to lovingliberty.net, and we and others can spread the word as well. And if you remind me next week over the next several days, I'll promote the event as well. Okay, perfect. All right. Email me, libertyroundtable at gmail.com. Just like it sounds, libertyroundtable at gmail.com. And I will go ahead and and, uh, help promote this a little bit more, and we'll see how many people we can get there. I think we ought to expand it to the nation, though. Wherever you are, uh, you can do a little bit of time of silence and prayer for the victims uh, between those times. You can have people do that all over the nation. Correct. And I think we need to do that for sure uh, because we want health and healing. Uh, A dear friend of mine uh, is in the hospital, got put on a ventilator, literally almost died, got trached, uh, is now uh, starting to revive and come back, almost died. His name is Dr. Scott Bradley, (gasps) dear friend of mine. I know. Bradley with Defending Utah. He's on the radio with me every Monday. Dear, dear friend of his family. uh, And we are praying for his recovery now. Wow. He will not do vaccines. He will not do the masks. The reason that he's so sick and the reason he's in the hospital is because they wouldn't treat him with the right things that he needed. And it became too late. And he had lung problems from the military. And now as a result, he has been in serious trouble. Uh, And uh, there you have it. So, all right, thank you so much. Thank you. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. The hard-hitting interviews just continue, ladies and gentlemen. Now we move to two Eric's in a row, and they're both um, literally with the uh, Freedom Phone. Yeah. They're with Clear, clear clear.co.com. The first one is named Eric Stanton, and he's founder of a company called Armor Empire LLC. The interview starts now. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. The incredible interviews continue, not because of me, because of who they are. You've got just incredible people from all kinds of walks of life at the WeCanAct.net conference. It is incredible. Booths, educators, speakers, vendors, Americans. It's just a tremendous place to be right now. I'm telling you right now, we went from one Eric to the next Eric. One's E-R-I-K, the other one's E-R-I-C. But Eric Stanton, ladies and gentlemen, is with me now. He is the founder of uh, Armor Empire LLC. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, tell me a little bit about Armor Empire then. You guys do a bunch of stuff uh, military-related. So you started out in the military, right? 
Uh, actually, law enforcement. Law enforcement, yep, okay. Six years. Okay. Thank you for your service. No, thank you. And then what happened? Yeah, so in uh, 2019, we're actually supplying uh, uh, firearms, but with the demand and the surge during COVID-19, we couldn't get any products, so I needed to diversify. And so I looked at how the armor industry was actually not in a good place. Automation was not set up. Uh, Companies couldn't supply, like, you know, uh, inventory sheets. uh, Very disorganized. So I ended up bringing automation to the industry, um, ended up private labeling uh, ballistic armor, plate carriers, and uh, that that's actually been the last year. We've been uh, we're getting ready to launch our own products now, a full line of products, uh, which are extremely well-priced, extremely strong, and high-quality products. And let me ask you this. When you say that these products, are they products that uh, the average person would buy, or are they products sold primarily to the military market, primarily where? Yeah, so actually for uh, to give some education on the market, uh, technically felons are the only people not allowed to have armor. But anyone in any state other than Connecticut. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I have a problem with that, though. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you why. I understand if somebody's a felon, but at some point they need to be able to right their wrongs, make up the society, and become a, a full citizen again. Amen. We can't just have these people in these scenarios where they're like a second class or I don't know what you want to call it, a junior citizen forever kind of a thing. At some point... It, how do you ever solve uh, issues in your life if you're always in that status? Totally. Anyway, I digress a little bit, but I, I bring it up because obviously <laughs> it matters, right? Yeah, it holds you down. It holds you down 100%, and that's something we run into. But we are not the fact-checking police. We do not check if someone that's basically the user is it's responsible. Sure. Yeah, totally. All right, so you are selling then to the average Joe then? Totally. Military, law enforcement, we get Uber drivers calling us for concealable body armor uh, with all the riots that were going on this last year. Uh, we had people calling us all over the place. Yeah, I wish they would have had that at some of these places, that's for sure, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, and so is it stuff you got to get from China, or can you build it in America? What's up? Yeah, so story with that is a lot of people don't know, but 50% of the body armor supplied in the United States right now is from China. Yes, uh, I'm surprised it's that low. <laughs> it's probably more, but I'm giving it a rough estimate. <laughs> the problem is, is they actually manipulate uh, the shipment data. Uh, so to give you some background, there's HTS codes, and China does not honor HTS codes. Uh, like a lot of stuff. And so let's say you place an order for 60,000 products and it's coming in. Not only is it the lower quality end of production, but they will lower the dollar amount so that they can avoid, people can avoid the 25% tariff that they need to pay for the duty fee coming in. And so uh, all you can't even look up statistics on how much of that product is flowing into the U.S. Wow. But are you able to make yours in America? Yeah, so we actually are opening a facility in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. To make American-made armor at a lower cost and to compete with the big dogs in the industry. And we also have a facility in Malaysia, which gives us the ability to reach the rest of the world uh, with good shipping times. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. All I can tell you is crazy stuff. On your radio. Good information. Good people. Doing good things everywhere. It's a lot of work to stand for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. But we're finding hard-hitting guests after hard-hitting guests that certainly is able to stand for the sacred cause of liberty. We'll keep an eye on the ball just for you. Hang tight. This is the one and only Liberty on Table Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The state of Virginia has flipped red. Republican businessman Glenn Youngkin has been declared the winner of Virginia's gubernatorial race over Democrat Terry McAuliffe by roughly 66,000 votes. We're going to press forward with a curriculum that includes listening to parents' input, a curriculum that allows our children to run as fast as they can. Minneapolis voters on Tuesday rejected a ballot measure to overhaul the city's police department by replacing it with a new agency. The measure was defeated by a 13% margin. Democrat Eric Adams wins the mayoral race in New York City, getting 66.5% of the vote. In New Jersey, the count is still too close to call in that gubernatorial race. It should be noted there are reports of voting problems across New Jersey in connection with a new electronic system to verify the identity of voters. USA Radio News. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Just in time for Christmas, Mike Glendale has dropped the price of the standard classic MyPillow, regularly $69.98 to $19.98. Now, queen and king size slightly higher, but that price includes a free press and pack bag so you can take your MyPillow with you anywhere. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Support Mike Glendale and American Jobs and give MyPillow for Christmas. The CDC director has given final approval for COVID-19 vaccines for kids on Tuesday. The least affected age group during the pandemic, children ages 5 to 11, will be able to get a COVID-19 vaccine starting as early as Friday. The Pfizer doses are one-third the potency of the adult vaccines. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania has elected a black American as mayor. The city of Pittsburgh appears to have elected its first black mayor in history. Most projections have Democrat Ed Ganey beating Republican Tony Marino. Ganey saying he was moved to run after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. CNN is projecting city councilor Michelle Wu will become Boston's next mayor, making her the first woman and person of color elected to the top post. Quote, from every corner of our city, Boston has spoken. We are ready to meet this moment. We are ready to become a Boston for everyone, who said to a crowd of supporters Tuesday night. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Incredible interviews just continue, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Stanton is with us. Founder of Armor Empire LLC, ArmorEmpire.com. The interview continues. The ability to reach the rest of the world uh, with good shipping times. That's incredible. So let me ask you some questions because I deal with some companies that import from China, and I'm very familiar with importing, and I'm very familiar. Uh, part of the problem, uh, they make camping gear and things. Part of the problem is they can't really get all the garnetting machines and all the raw materials that they need. Uh, staged so that they can make things in America. It's a very tough situation. How do you get around that? How does that work? 
Yeah, so to give you some background, clearly America sold their soul when it was trying to do profits over people for quality. and It's a disgrace. Oh, absolutely, and it's super frustrating. This industry is suffering right now, even my industry. We are lucky to have plenty of supply because we do not rely on China. Uh, there are obviously 95% of all raw material comes from China globally. That is crazy. You never yes. put your eggs in one basket. Which well, and we especially when it's a flat-out hardcore communist nation as well. Exactly. With their total ideology, I cannot believe that we've even allowed Americans. Uh, the NIJ controls that, by the way. So they did when, um, technically, when as Trump was leaving, they came out and said, uh, you cannot import, or sorry, you can't certify plates with the NIJ for products that come from China, Venezuela, or Russia. Wow. So, but the problem is, is they're not restricting that stuff. Think about it. Largest production country for armor, China. Largest importer of armor is the U.S. Clearly, we're funding the military to a degree. Sounds like there's a chink in the armor, sir. <laughs> yes. And to be honest with you, it's actually lower grade quality armor. Yes. All right. So when will your stuff be out? Actually, we are launching our own plate carrier and uh, textile lines, which we have a Legion battle belt, which is a fully armored tactical belt with three slots for mag uh, rifle mags yeah. on each side. Uh, and it also offers a pressurized lumbar support to take all the pressure off your back for That's all incredible. the gear. Yeah, it is. And so all that stuff's actually launching in the next 10 days. Uh, pre-orders are on the website, 15% off all pre-orders. And our ballistic plate line will be dropping in about two and a half weeks. Wow, that's getting aggressive all at once, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, we're going in because a lot of supply chains. There's going to be some bigger issues coming. ArmorEmpire.com is where you go for that, ladies and gentlemen. I, I got Eric as a guest to talk about the phone <laughs> he partnered and developed. But it was just, I looked at the website because I always do a teeny bit of research before the show. And, man, I was just so shocked and going, wow, I got to dig into this. Yes, absolutely. So that's how that happened. Anything else we should know? Yeah, we can talk about the, real quick, the Armor Phone, actually. The uh, Armor Phone. Yeah, so the Armor Phone is, obviously fits uniquely with, our, with what we're doing, and I believe in the decentralization of protecting people's data. And so we're going to be offering the Armor Phone, which is, has uh, it's, uh, got Gorilla Glass with it, super, super durable. You can submerge it, shockproof, waterproof. Uh, amazing specs on the phone, and you get your freedom back. I'm surprised you didn't call that dude the redneck phone. <laughs> well, I do live in Maine, so I, maybe I should rename it. <laughs> the redneck armor phone for y'all out there. Amen. All right, so tell me the uniqueness of it, though. So it's ruggedized. It's really a construction worker's phone. It's a, it's a man's man phone, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep, you can beat it up. Or a woman's woman's phone. We believe in both. Yep, uh, they'll probably beat it up better. All right, and, and then what else does it have in it, though? Is it kind of a lot like the Freedom Phone in terms of its apps? Totally, or? and when it comes to phones, I mean, there can be unique phones, but specs are specs, you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. can get a camera from Sony. Everyone can get a camera or do whatever, chips, software. But what's unique here is the clear OS that we have in the phone. The clear OS and the ruggedized phone together, we're calling it the Armor Phone. Yes. And it launches right now, right? Yeah, you can get so it on. So how are you launching all this Armor stuff and then a phone at the same what is up with you? Yeah, so we keep this it's stuff incredible. super. Yeah, we, well, also, I think it's good to diversify in a troubling economy right now with all the supply chain issues. Uh, but uh, it's what I believe in. I really want to make it a mission to, to do what we can to help people. We protect their physical self with our armor, and I want to protect their digital self as well. Um, the armor phone, is it going to be uh, in future generations harder and even tougher? 
Yes, absolutely. So uh, we will have the next few generations of it as well. And for all those tactical junkies out there, we will have night vision built into the camera. Really? You got How it. How much is this going to cost, though? Seven ninety nine. And the even, s- even when it gets the night vision stuff? Yes. That's that's out of this world stuff. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be exciting. I, you know, I'm super pumped. Uh, the, the branding really fits what we're doing, and, and I think people are going to be excited. And especially at this event, people are really loving it. Rugged Empire Tough. Ladies, can you make the blind see with this thing? I wish I could, buddy. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> I'm just saying that's just amazing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background besides, you know, the fact that, hey, you were in law enforcement. What did you grow up doing? How did you get so techie? Um, actually, I learned drop shipping uh, and, and kind of building your own websites, I would say, about probably f- uh, four years ago. Okay. And uh, I knew I was selling insurance before, so a.k.a. Okay. selling my soul. And... I got tired of it, and so when I learned the online stuff, I knew that was the future. And so I really self-taught. Um, I, I uh, really digging in years of research and, and following the tactical industry, firearms industry, saw what was wrong with it and fixed it. So, and, you know, that's how you do it. And you live in Maine, the state of Maine? Yep. And are you going to stay there? I'm the only person that lives there. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to stay there? Yeah, I honestly... Uh, we're looking at 150 acres right now. Because, uh, man, everybody else is going to the Rocky Mountains, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's where I grew up. It's where family is. And I think in times like these, you got to stick with family. There's no doubt about that. That's for sure. Uh, so for your armor company, Armor Phone, what other projects do you have your fingers in? All right. So this is a unique product. So right. we, we have one coming out. We're making. Uh, we're going to be competing in the OC spray industry wow. for law enforcement everything. But we have a proprietary product called Skunk. And the skunk product is what they use with the riots on the Gaza Strip. It smells like rotting flesh, so that is the beauty of it. It's awesome. A, it's a vomit-inducing product. Uh-oh. And then we're going to be mixing it with the highest level OC. So the goal is to minimize the aggression uh, for law enforcement officers. Wow. And how long till that's coming? It's not coming out today, too, is it? No, that's actually probably about a month away. And uh, the cool thing about the skunk side is you can't really make the OC go away, but we have a soap that comes in the spray can, too. If you spray the individual with the soap, it instantly neutralizes the skunk. Which means they're not going to ralph all over you. Yeah, definitely not. That's the point, right? Yeah, we can't let them get in the squad car smelling like crap. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me this. Are you familiar with Sheriff Mack? I've heard the name, but not too familiar. So Sheriff Mack is a guy that beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court over the Brady Bill. Wow. Okay, so that's who he is. You remember the Brady Bill? They tried to basically disarm us all with the Brady Bill. Yes, sir. Sheriff Mack was a Grand County Sheriff in Arizona at the time, and he said, no, we're not doing the Brady Bill in my county. And Bill said, Richard, I'll arrest you. And so Richard said, no, you won't. We'll see. And they went all the way to the mat, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, created the greatest Tenth Amendment decision in American history. That's amazing. So that's the story. Uh, he's written several books about it. Anyway, he was in law enforcement for 20-plus years. Uh, and now he runs an organization called the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. That's amazing. So I want you to write this down and go to CSPOA.org, since you used to be in law enforcement and you can learn what they're doing. And uh, maybe we can work with you on future projects. But I'm the operations manager of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Sheriff Mack is training sheriffs across the country in Texas right now uh, to keep their oaths of office, sir. That's incredible. We would love to be a part of stuff like that. Anything we do to help help these movement so anyway i'll uh, talk to you after this but i just want to tell you there's a lot that could be done with that i think absolutely all right sir we appreciate you and all that you do 
Tell me the phone's name again. It's the Armor Phone, right? Armor Phone. You got it. And it's created by Clear. But I guess, what, is it a partner with uh, Armor Empire? You got it. Armor Empire LLC at ArmorEmpire.com. Thank you, sir. Yeah, amen. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you, great people, great stuff on your radio, man. The Armor Phone. It's a ruggedized phone made by Clear. Uh, clear of the privacy people, right? They've got the Freedom Phone. Now they've got the Armor Phone. The Armor Phone is a hardened phone. It's like a rugged as all get out. It's meant for construction workers and military people and everybody else who not only want privacy, uh, but they want to take advantage of the Clear OS and the privacy and the protection of that's there. But also they want a ruggedized phone that's like, hey, if you drop this dude, it'll be okay and everything else. It's just amazing. And they're literally uh, – one of the things cool about Clear is they're partnering with freedom-loving people who are experts in their field. So Eric Stanton, uh, he's the founder and president, if you will, founder of Empire LLC. Um, And that's why they partnered with him. They partnered with uh, a libertarian guy for the Freedom Phone. But ArmorEmpire.com is where you can learn about the Armor Empire products. But you can also get the Armor Phone from Clear. Pretty cool, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very cool. Uh, anyway, we're going to try to partner with Eric uh, on some of those things for the Constitutional Sheriffs uh, and Peace Officers Association to see if we can't get some kind of a synergistic effort going on there. Business doing business with patriotic businesses. Uh, it's under that kind of an idea. I mentioned that we have another Eric as well. His name is Eric Finman. And Eric Finman, believe it or not, is an 18-year-old Bitcoin millionaire. <laughs> pretty cool 18 year old bitcoin millionaire at like 12 years old he got into bitcoin at 18 he became a millionaire now he's involved in other philanthropy what's it called philanthropic philanthropy projects all right hang tight liberty round people live Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Now, this isn't a fairy tale. (laughs) At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. (laughs) Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on. Take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue <laughs> For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. 
In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I was telling you about this Eric Finman. He's the founder of the Freedom Phone. Uh, Claire.co.com if you want to learn more about it. Uh, but meet Eric Fidman. He's an 18-year-old Bitcoin millionaire. And you say, wow, Sam, how does that work if you don't dip your toe in the crypto plan? <laughs> I brought that up with Eric. And we can't play this interview because it's too long. It's like 21 minutes long. Uh, and we talked about him being a millionaire. We talked about Bitcoin quite a bit. We talked about the Freedom Phone and how that was founded. But so Claire Communications or Claire has uh, ventured partnerships with these different people. So they got a libertarian Bitcoin guy to create the Freedom Phone, Claire.co.com. But they also then have this Eric Stanton guy, founder of Armor Empire LLC, ArmorEmpire.com. Um, he's the creator of – in a partnership with Clear, they call it the Armor Phone from Clear. Um, and it's pretty cool in my opinion, and it's really important to kind of understand. It's clear.co.com. Is the where you go to get the armor phone, and where you can go get the freedom phone. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool people. So we don't have time to do the Eric Finman interview. So we're going to try to do that tomorrow, uh, or maybe I'll have to wait till Friday to do it. I'm not sure, uh, but we'll work on that. Now, though, I want to talk about this uh, topic. I'm going to just say shame is the topic headline for me. Shame, 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 shame on the nation. Shame on we the people, right? That's what I'm going to call this. Shame on we the people. You say, Sam, why? Because of what we're doing. So let me tell you the story if you're not familiar with this. (laughs) Sadly, it's kind of like you might have been living under a rock, but nevertheless, here it is. So across the country... The nation, as I mentioned, has become an immoral nation, and we've literally doubled down, in my opinion, and backed immorality. So across the country, it's sporting events, uh, NASCAR races, or whatever. Uh, there has become this slogan, F Joe Biden. And they don't just say F, though. They literally use the F word, and Joe Biden. It's, it's really taken chance all across the country. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people involved in these chants. Well, they were at a Talladega race where this guy by the name of Brandon, I think his name was Brandon Brown, won. And the reporter, a female, did not really want to admit they were chanting F. Joe Biden. So she tried to cover it up, and she said, hey, they're saying let's go Brandon because he had just won the Talladega Alabama race right, for NASCAR stuff. Uh, And um, all I can tell you is she got caught in her dishonesty. She did it on purpose. Some say that she really made a mistake and thought they were saying, let's go, Brandon. Uh, But I submit that's not really true. Anyway, to make a long story short, um, the crowd loved it. What do you mean? I mean the crowd in America loved it. So they started mocking this reporter and yelling, let's go, Brandon. So now the slogan isn't F. Joe Biden. The slogan is, let's go, Brandon. But it means F. Joe Biden still. 
because they're really mocking the reporter, just showing that, you know what, the mainstream press can't lie to us anymore and get away with it. We call a halt to their con game, and Americans can change the game. So now the reporter's livid. It backfired. Uh, Americans across the country are yelling and chanting, let's go, Brandon. Well, I agree that let's go, Brandon's a little bit better than F. Joe Biden in a public forum, where there might be little kids present, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's better. But the reason that I say shame on we the people when they yell, let's go, Brandon, is because they're really using it as a, uh, what do you want to call it, a euphemism for this other phrase, F. Joe Biden. And I personally um, understand the frustration for the American people. I think it's kind of funny how it went uh, wrong and she tried to cover it up, but then it backfired and went viral. I think that's a little bit comical. But from a morality point of view in the nation, I've got to stand against it. Okay, I'm not for F Joe Biden. So you could say, well, you know, why would we say that to the president of the United States? And they're saying, we don't believe he's a legitimate president, first of all. Okay, again, another topic. I don't think we ought to say F anybody publicly. I don't think we ought to say that to anyone. It's not very civil or very kind or very respectful. Uh, you say, well, Biden doesn't deserve our respect. He's, he's in our face and hostile. We've got to fight back somehow. I agree. But you don't have to lose the moral high ground in doing it, ladies and gentlemen. So believe it or not, I had a uh, discussion about this with a very prominent talk show host, and he disagreed. He said, Sam, I disagree, just disagree with you on this. This is great. We've got to fight back. They're, they've declared war on us, and we need to do something, and this is the way to go. I back it 100%. And I really uh, doubled down and said I don't. And let me tell you why I don't, because we're losing the moral high ground in our quest. If we resort to that level, then what can they do to us? F Donald Trump? Well, they've already done more than that, right? Okay, fine. But where do we go? What's the next step after you say F Joe Biden or let's go Brandon? <clears throat> What's the next step? Will it be peaceful? Will it be less rhetoric? Will it be less hostile and in your face? Or will it be more? See, usually hostility begats hostility. Violence begats violence. Anger, frustration begats more anger and frustration. So I'm not excited about the next level of this agenda, first of all. I also don't think that we ought to use these words. I mean, I don't know how many people know what the word F-U-C-K means, but it's like for unlawful carnal knowledge is what the acronym for that word is. Most people just think it's just like, you know, the hell with you kind of a statement. It's not like that. It stands for... Uh, it, it's unlawful, carnal knowledge. In other words, it's an acronym for the procreative process God gave us to make children, to bring a husband and a wife closer together. Uh, the act of um, a husband and a wife procreating uh, when you, for unlawful carnal knowledge, it's, it's, it's the word to take the place of it. Not in the best light. It's being involved in that act in a way. Well, when you say that to someone, it really means bad on you or I'm against you or I hate you or screw you or whatever, wherever we go with that, right? But what good does this do? So I submit to you, shame on we the people, because again, what if we camp this across the country, F. Joe Biden, what good does that do? Does that lead to solutions? I don't think so. It leads to division. It leads to anger. It leads to the lack of civility, and it lets those who are tending it, in my opinion, lose the moral high ground. And I know people are going to kind of attack me for this, 
Oh, Sam, what's wrong with it? But I'm telling you that it's wrong. We shouldn't treat one another that way. I don't want that said to me, my wife, my children. I don't want that said to Joe Biden. Like him or dislike him, he's a child of God. Like him or dislike him, agree that it was legitimate or not. He is currently the sitting president of the United States of America. You can say illegitimately, and maybe so. But we ought to chant slogans that have meaning, that have solutions, ladies and gentlemen. What if we were to chant honesty is the issue? Think about that. What if we were to chant honesty is the issue? When it comes to the elections, honesty is the issue, isn't it? They're being dishonest about what happened during the election. When it comes to Joe Biden, commander-in-chief, and vaccinations, they say we follow the science. Well, now they're lying. We know they're not following the science. Again, we come back to honesty is the issue. So I think we ought to use slogans like that. Honesty is the issue. Or maybe we uh, use slogans like integrity at the ballot. Or why don't we chant return to paper ballots? Or why don't we chant take the vaccine, not, or vax me not? Okay, if we want to advocate for something, why don't we yell my body, my choice, highlighting that, you know what, they used it when it was the abortion time. What about now? See, there's so many slogans we could use that would advocate for our cause and let us hold the moral high ground. So I get the frustration. I get the desire to vent. I get the anger. I get the boiling over nature that this is relating to, but we don't need to ratchet it up and back that. What we need to do is take a step back. Keep a calm, cool head. We need to find ways to advocate our displeasure or advocate for our displeasure by holding the moral high ground and using things that are helpful. I mean, what if we chant, God knows the truth about elections? I mean, if you're going to understand the complicated, let's go Brandon discussion. And no, that really means F. Joe Biden, for instance. If I were to say God knows the truth or God knows you lie or whatever, or God wants honest elections, let's go, Brandon. We can make our views stick, but let's not do it by, in my opinion, lowering ourselves to the level of those who want us to go to war, who want us to be divided, who want us to not focus on solutions. Let's go brand an F. Joe Biden equivalents. I don't see how that has anything to do with educating people about the problems in America and then, more importantly, ways to solve the problems. Remember, this is Solutions Radio. Remember, this is about God, family, and country. Okay, It's not about swearing at the illegitimate president. Uh, it's not about uh, you know lying about the phrase being used by chanting crowds. That this female reporter did so we almost give her credence and turn her into a rock star we almost give it credence to use that phrase mocking her but yet hey are we going to let her create our slogans for us well yeah sam this one's funny yeah sam is taking the world by storm so i even went to a critical race theory conference and let's go brandon shouts rang out you even have a pilot on southwest airlines that literally said let's go brandon over the public speaker in the airplane. And everybody freaked, and now people are writing articles about it, and now they're talking about investigating the pilot and possibly firing the pilot over this and everything else. What's the value? What have we accomplished 
by that slogan. In my mind, we've just shown how low a nation can go. We're all involved in bread and circus events, sports and NASCAR races, and that's where the chants are coming. So we're going to engage in bread and circus, and we're going to use, in my opinion, very inappropriate language to show our displeasure with an illegitimate president. Is that where we are in America, where there's no solutions left? It's just what's the next step to F the president of the United States or F Joe Biden or whatever. Where are we going to go with that? Whereas if we were to use a slogan like God knows the truth about the elections, you can make that tight. God knows the truth. Or we know the truth. Right? Or we could say honesty is the issue. It's about honesty. Why don't we say that? It's about the truth. It's about morality. It's about God bless America. Do we want his blessings? If we do, I'm telling you right now, using those kind of uh, words publicly when you have thousands in a crowd, I don't think that's going to get the Lord Almighty to heal our land and protect us and bless us. If we want God's blessings, we better behave in a way that allows us to receive his blessings. You can agree or disagree with me on this point, but I advocate for the moral high ground. Honesty is the issue. Morality matters. Two hours in the can. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell the tale. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs> 